feel like praising, praising Him.
and so much more. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What glory, glory, glory. Somebody touch me.
anybody's ever been touched by the angel of God? Well, you can't remain the same. Amen. That's Jacob. His name couldn't even remain the same. Amen. He was touched by the angel of God. And I believe we're a people that's been touched by an angel. Not touched by man's ideas or man's creeds or dogmas, but touched by the presence of Almighty God. It's changed our hearts and changed our lives. Amen. We want to go to prayer this morning, this evening. We have a prayer request come in for Anthony Ernest from Saskatoon. He lost his brother tragically today. We want to remember their family. Also, there's a sister from Zambia, Africa, Sister Jean. She's a wife and mother and uh, at the age of, uh, and has family at the age of 45. And she has an onset of mental illness. I remember that family today. The Lord had just touched them. Also, there's a local family, the Deloach family. There's a man that's been battling with cancer for some time. And hospice has come in to take over. If I understand right, he's been a minister up here in the Cotton Valley area. So we just want to remember him today. Just I met him personally, real wonderful man, and just ask the Lord to be merciful to him and the family during this time. How many of you have a need? You want to make it known to the Lord? Amen. We have Brother Wendell Martin here tonight, and we're going to ask him to come and open our service in prayer. Amen. And, and lead us in prayer. Amen. Before the Lord. And, and let's just all pray together. Amen. The man comes to lead in prayer, not to do all the praying. But let's pray together as believers and one for another and for this service. Amen. I believe we're in for a, a real wonderful time in the presence of God. How many would just say it like this? Lord, come by my way. Speak to my heart. Amen. God bless you, Brother Wendell. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Gracious Father, what an honor it is to come before your throne. Lord, you've heard these requests. You've, you've seen these needs, Lord, even before we brought them to you. And we're asking God that you would touch every individual that was mentioned here tonight that you'll pour out your spirit of healing and mercy that you will renew the sick of mind the sick of body that your holy spirit will drive away that cancer i pray god that you'll be in this building lord from the front to the back let the anointing of your holy spirit be here that you would set the captives free, that the power of the Holy Spirit would be felt in every pew. Oh God, we're a needy people that we're coming to you tonight with faith, looking to you, Lord. We love you with all of our heart. Accept our worship and accept our praise, Lord, as we give it to you. Anoint the man of God, Lord, as he ministers the word of life. And we'll give you glory and honor. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Amen. Why don't you just turn around, shake one his hand, welcome each other to the house of the Lord. Amen. We'll ask the brothers, if they would, this evening to take up the offering, just give us unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. God is good all the time. I'm going to sing this right after we're through. Ask Brother Brandon to come sing it special this evening. God is good. 
Come right after and sing. Maybe you should listen 
Keep on raging in my life, and sometimes it's hard to tell the night from day. Still, that hope that lies within is reassured as I keep my eyes upon that distance. 
rest in shore, I know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he has prepared. Oh, but if the storms don't
Hallelujah. Aren't you glad your soul is anchored? Amen. Amen. Let's just sing that song, Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow. As Sister Abigail and those that are singing there to come. And because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone.
from the honeycomb. His word is sweeter than, sweeter than the honey from the honeycomb. Taste and see. can testify he's good amen has he been good to you oh yes he's good in the valley he's good on the mountain on your best day he's good on your worst day he's good from glory to glory he is good oh taste and see how many is here to taste and see amen this song reminds me of samson one day he was on the journey and a lion stepped out on his way tried to take his life but the power of God fell upon him and he tore that line asunder and out of that trial and out of that moment he was able to eat the sweetness of the victory I believe we're here for one purpose this weekend we're here to taste the sweetness of victory how many is ready to taste and see that God is good he's sweeter than the honey of the honeycomb Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Let's put the words up and let's just sing it together as Brother Ron comes. Sweeter than the honey of the honeycomb. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. I'm very satisfied that he is good. Regardless of your trials in life, he's good. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you to the end of the world. Amen. So good to be with you this evening. and So honored to see each and every one of you. And I'm thrilled to be able to stand here among you. I never take this for granted. And thank you, Brother Tim, for having us. Brother Timothy and the, this team here. What a wonderful body of believers. Amen. I believe God has gathered us from all different places to speak to our hearts. Maybe you have a need on your heart this evening that you would just like to say, Lord Jesus, I would like to invite you by my house. You know, it's kind of like he asked Zacchaeus to come down out of a tree. Of all of the people, hundreds, maybe even thousands there. And he said, today, I'd like to dine with you. And if Jesus comes to your house, you'll never be the same. You may have to go make some retribution, but just his atmosphere, he'll change your life. Oh, there may be a lot of scars and pains in your life and a lot of things that, that you just don't know how to answer. Five minutes in his presence will change you forever. And he's that same God today. Brother Branham would tell us, don't miss him. Don't miss him. As this meeting goes through, he's passing by. We're witnessing the bride's revival. Don't look for it to come. He's among us now. He's among us now. This word, this anointing, change your body but don't miss it don't miss it Brother Brennan will say it's passing through you and pinch your conscience and shake yourself my greatest prayer request is God help me to get closer to him amen let's just talk to him heavenly father you're sweeter than the honeycomb I've never found you to disappoint me one time. I found you, Father, on the mountaintop and in the deepest valley. I found that you are you're faithful in every situation of our lives. We've seen you do phenomenal miracles, the greatest of which is a transformation of an individual's life. Now, Father... We ask you to take lips of a man one more time. Last night we heard from your word. As Brother Andrew spoke under the anointing of the word of the Lord, identifying that bars and chains and prison cells were broken. Lord Jesus, you're the healer that is among us. We surrender ourselves to you, Father, feeling already the anointing of God here. Angel of the Lord is present even now. We don't have to embellish that. You're here. You're here to confirm your word. I ask you that you would strengthen this church like never before. I ask you to speak to our hearts. We thank you for what you did here Sunday, what you did here last night.
what you're going to do tonight and what you're going to do in the rest of this week. Who is to say that this is the last weekend? The last weekend on this earth. Oh God, help us, Father. Let us catch every moment, Lord. Absorb it, Father. Minister to our hearts. Prepare us for the readiness, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. So good to be with you. So good to have my family with me. Andrew and his wife and my grandbabies. And uh, my brother's daughter, Charity, that is with us. And also Brother Jeremy and, and his wife and Sister April and Brother Stephen and, and Sister Tara. And all of you, I'd like to thank you for coming to our Labor Day meeting. Wow, you, you came and it was such a wonderful blessing. I never heard your preacher preach that great in his life. And, <laughs> amen. And I know you enjoyed it. Amen. I know you enjoyed it. That should have been the best amen of the whole night. Amen. So we, we love Brother Tim. We've been buddies a long time now. And uh, I don't know why I got grayer and he got darker headed. And so and that's just how it is. Thank you for every prayer that you have prayed for me. And God's been with us in this journey. It's not for sissies, but we are still standing, still cutting devil's heads off. And here we are. Psalms chapter 27 and verse 1. I'd like to speak to you this evening and maybe just somewhat of a simple thought on let's finish this. Amen. Psalms chapter 27 and verse 1. We identify this as the rapture scriptures. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing that I have desired of the Lord that I will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me and he shall set me upon a rock. You may be seated this evening. I find it very interesting that Brother Branham, when he's beginning to speak on the rapture, he reads these scriptures. An infinite God that knows the beginning from the end, the Alpha and Omega, has the last age prophet to use these scriptures that David is writing about as his theme thought that I have hidden you I have hidden you as the final voice, as the final age. I have hidden you in my pavilion. I've, I've got this taken care of. It wasn't we that have gathered ourselves here together. 
it wasn't we that gathered ourselves. It was God. And when you think about this, you and I had very little to do with this because you wasn't looking for God. God came looking for you. <clears throat> and, he, and, and remember, he took charge of you. He's your husband. He's, uh, he's the king of your heart. He has given you everything that you need for life's journey and for the battles that you will face in your life. And so when he's riding through David thousands of years ago, these words are more than a song. It's more than a, than a poem, but it's power-packed for the bride of Jesus Christ. For in the time of trouble, I've got you. We see a man named Putin screaming to fulfill scriptures, screaming to to fulfill the prophecy that is written. Israel is screaming for a Messiah. They're screaming to be a part of that, that word that is a part of them. But there's a bride that's on the earth. There's angels standing holding back Putin and all of his armies and nuclear weapons. They cannot fulfill ahead of time. Everything is on time. In Brother David's country, he is in a he has a place where they have a clock that is called Big Ben. It's supposed to be one of the greatest clocks that there is in the world on time. Let me just say, it has nothing on God's timepiece. God's time is not a second off. I think about the gathering of us sitting here together. And I, I, I'd like to just use a couple of illustrations. Sometimes we just take for granted somebody else is in the building. Brother David Mayer that sits behind us at standing here, head and shoulders above us all. An incredible prince of a man. He spoke to you on Sunday. That was the best I've ever heard him speak. And God came and amened at the end of the service. Your response ought to have been better than that. It's one thing for a man to speak, then then God amens. We we became almost common listening to the tapes that Brother Branham would speak a sermon. And we could, we could give a list of sermons that Brother Branham would speak and then he would turn into the prophetic gift and God would amen the word and begin to call names and where they were from and their addresses and their condition and what the doctor said. He would rear his shoulders back and say, he's here. He would remind us that we're not feeding on the mind of a man but we were feeding on the body word of the Son of Man. 
We weren't, it wasn't even feeding on the personality of William Branham. Though we loved him and had phenomenal respect for him and still do. But it was the mighty angel that was accompanying. There was not another man on the scene. I can say this without, without even, with a declaration. There wasn't another phenomenal speaker on the scene. And there was phenomenal speakers. But there was not another one that had been met by an angel in the cave that would stand there night after night after night after night confirming this message. Our prophet had to leave the scene, but the angel is still here. I heard Brother David speak. Who is like our God? And then he would use Danny Henry's as he stood there and he spoke that in the French language. How would you like to hear that? How it sounded. I, I was with you. I applauded that. It was incredible. Then at the end of the service, God spoke to you. Not David Mayer. God spoke to you. I like that. More than a man, more than a pastor, more than a group of people. He's confirming his word. Brother David was, a, was in his father-in-law's church. I know him well. Sister Ann, his father and mother. And Brother David was interpreting for me. Wasn't a preacher. I told this at Brother Biscoe's. It's okay to tell it again. Just a smile. <laughs> so I, I, and God just moved on me. Spoken to my heart. And I turned to Brother David as we're standing in, in Switzerland. And I said, don't interpret this. But God's calling you to speak and be a preacher and pastor a church. He wasn't even a preacher. But the amen is there's now a church. It's one thing for something to speak something or have an unction for something, but God opened the door. I don't care what critic says. I'm not interested in the critic. It was in one of those meetings as I walked by Brother Joshua, and I've never said your last name right, Von Brandt. I'm not a Belgianese. As I walked by him, and he was standing as a deacon in the, in the meetings, about 450 people, and I walked by him. And I turned and went back to you and told you that God was calling you to preach. And now, about six to seven years, has been a preacher. It was just a couple of years ago that God called your father home 
but he got to hear you preach. I'm going to just, can I talk to you just a bit? You know, I'm fighting to live. You can listen to me a little bit. Your dad was so proud of you. It was in North Carolina. Your father was at the end of the meeting. We were at the end of the meeting. And I had spoke to where that God can't operate out in, because we had some critics in the room. If God can't operate out here, he'll operate in the back room. Miracle after miracle happened behind the curtain. And your father came back. And it was told to your father, God's, there's a train coming. Go ahead and get on. And a couple of months later, God took him home. But he had a desire that he constantly would remind me of, that his son Isaiah. He said, I want Isaiah to come home. I want him to serve the Lord. Some things I can't say from the pulpit. I want him to come home. I want his wife, him and his wife together. I want them to serve the Lord. So when you look over at them, Brother Isaiah, your wife, if you just raise your hand just now. There's a miracle. that were in the Lamb's book. These are names that were in the Lamb's book. And Satan did everything possible like he did you to destroy you before you were ever born. But Satan can't stop you. In Revelations chapter 19, I want to, I have, I have read what God has fortified you with, and now I want to read you where we're headed. And I want to remind the devil that we are not, we're not just going to finish here. We're not just going to finish here. We're going to walk off of this earth, but we've got a place to go. We're going to spend eternity together. And I heard a great voice of a great multitude as a voice of many waters and a voice of mighty thundering saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb is come. And his wife has made herself ready. Revelation 21 and verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. 
and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death. There shall be no more death. Neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. He that sat up on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these things, these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. He that overcometh. He that overcometh shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 24 and Paul is writing about running this race. Know you not that they which run in a race Run all. But one receiveth the prize, so run that you may obtain. Paul is the first church age messenger giving charge to every age. Even this one, even you tonight. Every man that striveth for the mastery is tempering in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Let me just say this to you. There's nothing in this life worth getting hung up for. There's not a house. There's not a job. There's not a relationship. There's not a marriage. There's not an offer from the devil. There's not a hurt feeling. There's not an ounce of pride. Are you with me now? The zeal of this age is to repent. Well, Brother Ron, I fell. I made some mistakes. Get up! Get up! While there's still time to run, get up! Just because you've fallen, get up! Run! Paul gives us a glimpse of heroes' lives. I cannot imagine the responsibility of what it was to take an inside entire life of a man and to take one or two sentences to describe his entire life. But yet those people would be listed in the overcomers that will inherit all things. Now in this, Paul was not not just 
given us a motivational speech. But God was giving us momentum. I know you've heard this and read this a thousand times, but let me just read it one more time. Paul is writing in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 32. What more? He's already talked about Enoch. He's already talked about Abel. He's talked about Moses. He's talked about all of those. What more shall I say? For the time should fail me of of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson. He just mentions their name. And of Jephthah and of David and of Samuel and of the prophets. Now notice these next words. Who through faith Subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of the fire, escaped the edge of the sword. No Hollywood here. Out of weakness was made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to fight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured. Not accepting deliverance. Let me just say this to you. Maybe you've got some excuses here tonight of why you're not giving it 100%. Why don't you tell these people? If you could have a personal interview with them, why you're not giving 100%? Why why don't you have an interview with some of these people that were stretched apart, that were sawn asunder? Women were cut apart, that their babies were pulled out of them. Why don't you talk to them? And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, over more over bonds of imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. They were stoned. Read that with me. They were stoned. That might not mean too much to you. But how many has ever heard of a man named John Wesley? John Wesley was five foot one. He was a redheaded man. He was not accepted in any of his churches. But that scripture stood out to him. And if you go back and read in any of his sermons, he mentions that over and over again. Because John Wesley was stoned repetitively. He was stoned after he would get done preaching. None of us. We may get a blog and we may get some hurtful text and we may get some words or somebody might meet us after church. But John Wesley, when he got done preaching, was stoned. And you can read it in his, in his daily journal. It said, last night I preached, and they stoned me, and they piled stones up on top of me, and they left me for dead. But God rich in mercy. And I shook the rocks off of me. Today I'll preach eight more times. God give us the energy.
of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in in mountains and in dens of the caves. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. I'd like to say this to you. You have no stadium where somebody's cheering for you. Maybe you can't hear the other side, but there's angels in another dimension. There's a cloud of witnesses that are watching us that have went on before us. Sister Karen is screaming, finish this race. change laying ahead. There's a resurrection right in front of you. Don't get distracted. Keep your eyes on the prize. Don't let nothing get in your way. We're foreseeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, And it's set down at the right hand of the throne of God. These all died in faith. They didn't know that died defeated. And neither are we a bunch of victims. But we are victorious standing here tonight. Paul would say it like this. I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, if I could just share a couple of thoughts with us just here, just for a few moments. We are his subjects. And we were predestinated before the foundation of the world. We came from God, and we're going back to God. And we've come to an understanding that our origin was not of man, but was of God. And God was like a great contractor. When he was making the earth, he laid our bodies in the earth. Now, watch what's this. Revelation chapter 5, he said the book. He took the book with redemption power for the for the blood, that's a, tran- that's a transform you from a rascal to a son of God. With authority, with checkbook adoption, with substance of God placed inside of us. The, re- the, the resort, his life, his own life greater than all darkness that there is. There's no room, no darkness in him 
Like the attribute, see, it is in God. An attribute is your thought. God in the beginning, the eternal, he wasn't even God. He was eternal. He wasn't even God. God is an object of worship. So he wasn't even that. He was Elohim. He was the eternal. But in him was thoughts. Watch this prophet as he just lays it out. No other man ever spake like that. He wanted to become material. What did he do? Then he spoke a word. And the word was materialized. That's the whole picture. I like God's whole picture. You know what about a picture? If there's 150 people in your picture, who do you find? You're a bunch of vain people. And you'll stand there and go, well, my hair wasn't right. I wasn't standing right. But when you look at the Word, when you look at the Word, you find yourself in the book. It's good to find this one and good to find that one, but when you find yourself, if you ever get that anchor in your heart, there's not a devil in hell can shake you from that. Elohim sitting on the throne with all of his subjects around him. I want you to just notice, this is what God pictured before all of this started. He's sitting there with his thoughts. And you was there. And if you ever was there, and then you came into this little hickey of time, if he ever thought of you, there's never a time that he unthinks of you. I like that, don't you? He's not the kind of businessman that gets in the middle of the stream and says, I I don't have enough to get them through. If he ever thought of you, let's just watch this. He said, it's like a man building chimes or making chimes, the molder. Each bell has got to ring different from the other. The same materials, but so much iron, so much steel, so much brass to make it ring the ting. Isn't that so simple? Oh, I I thought it would be a great mystery. Nah. That's the way God did. He bred this one to that one. To this one to that one. And this one to that one. Are you getting the point? And he got exactly what he wanted. And that's how he come down. God unveiled himself in a pillar of fire down through the prophets then into the Son of God which he was God. See it's the same God 
bringing out exactly from perfection to perfection, from glory to glory. That's the way the church does. Notice through the ages, the same way, by the prophets, he reveals himself. Them wasn't exactly prophets, they were gods. For what they spoke was God's word. They were the flesh that God was veiling in. They were gods. Ever heard a denominational preacher use that kind of a term? Jesus said himself, how can you condemn me when I say I'm the son of God? And your own law says that them who the word of the Lord comes to was God. Now think about this. You're sitting there tonight and, and the enemy was whispering in your ear how worthless you are. And he'll try to send you down through memory alleys and maybe remind you that nobody cares or nobody loves you or, you know, there's so many things that are against you and all the complexes of your life. But I want you to think, since Adam, as I expound on that quote, since Adam, man has courted woman. Not man courted man. Man has courted woman just to get her to smile at him. Then to marry. Then to have children. That's been happening since Adam. And then we're understanding in one in a million that in every seed of life, 999 thousand souls, uh, cells die and only one is predestinated to life. So all the way since Adam, God has been watching over your natural seed. That's your natural seed. He wanted you a certain height, a certain build, a certain hair color, a certain, a certain way in your attributes. He wanted the bell to chime just right. Just so that he could come and live on the inside of you. Now, Brother Brandon would use some statements. He said, she knows what he wants done with the word. He would use this term, checkbook authority, that God signed it. And you just have to fill it out. He said he knows that if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is and what she stands for, that she will do the greater works. God's not going to send another messenger. Neither is he going to raise another prince of preachers. We're not looking to the personality of man. We need preachers. God, Holy Ghost, fill preachers. 
We need that. But God wants to use you. Now we're gathered in this building and every one of us are sitting here and every one of us come from different diverse situations. Sister Elena, your testimony has went around the world. Satan attacked you, tried to take your life. You took the word of God and you signed a check. Satan thought he had you. As a matter of fact, no doubt Satan said she'll be, she'll be dead in just a few months. He had plans to destroy the family. But you took the word of God. You took the word of God. Your testimony has went around the world. There just sits a woman, probably no doubt, and I'm just going to be kind. There sits a little woman. I don't know how tall she is, and I have no clue what she weighs. Never going to get in that trouble. But she has shook the kingdom of hell. The reason we can do that, because Brother Branham says he conquered sickness. He conquered temptation. And when the enemy spit in his face, he smote his jaw, and he turned to the other side when they jerked his beard from his face and spit on him. He never reviled back. He conquered the temptation. He says, have faith in God. He said, oh my, how the devil has to recognize the supreme authority of Jesus Christ. Not me. He hates me. He don't have to mind me, but he has to mind who I represent. He has to mind who sent me here. Hallelujah. Listen to him pray. Satan, you've bound these people. You've exposed, you're exposed tonight. Your grips are lost. You have no legal authority at all. Jesus Christ robbed you and stripped you at Calvary and we become as the church of the living God in the name of Jesus Christ I adjure you to leave every person in the building come out of the people thou demons I adjure thee by the the living God leave he said that's the way the enemy will do if he, can, if he can see he's got an upper hand, he will always proposition you. But when he's in a corner, he's a coward. For the devil is defeated. He's nothing but a bluff. If this Bible is the truth, which it is, Christ stripped him of every legal authority that he had at Calvary and he paid the full price for sin and all of his attributes. I can say this and I'll share this with you. On our roughest days, our lowest hours of despair. Even in those those times, we're still chosen, blessed, favored, forgiven, loved, led of God, victorious, inheritors of all of heaven's glory, privileged to walk with our own creator, 
married to the king of kings and he calls us his beloved. We're strong in faith. We're armed to fight devils. Entrusted with God's word. The most powerful weapon protected by the arm of the almighty. And he has placed a hedge about us. I imagine every time I read that, the devil must just shiver. Here I stand tonight, and the enemy whispers constantly in my ear that death is in front of me. But I refuse to fear. Because I realize to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. So every time I step in the pulpit is another time to pull the sword and cut his head off. Maybe your fight is not stage four cancer. But the word cancer seems to make people tremble in their shoes. But once it begins to get into your body and in your lungs and in your brain, the enemy whispers in your ear, but God who is rich in mercy. So every time I get an opportunity to stand in the pulpit, I may be weak, I may be dizzy, but I stand here. And I want to challenge you. If I'm not here to whine on you, I'm not to lay my head on my shoulders and for you to feel sorry for me. I want to challenge you. Let's finish this race. Let's finish it. You may be tired. You may be wore out. You may have went through a lot of things. But let's finish this. Let's finish this race. Notice it is to him that overcometh. So God sees you as an overcomer. God sees you. I like how God sees you. Don't look at how you see you or somebody else sees you. Look at what the Word says about you. You are an overcomer. You overcome a lot of things just to be sitting in this pew. So if you're sitting on on the other side of the Internet and you got a lot of excuses why you're not here, shake yourself. Get over yourself. Expect to be victorious. Expect faith to be preached. You walk into this building, expect this to be the greatest service you've ever been in. We don't come here to be entertained. We're not looking for the best thing to hear. 
There's three of us preaching. We're not here to compete with each other. We are here to complement each other. We're a team here. Whether you're the organ player or you're sitting in the balcony, every one of us are on the same team. We all have the same enemy. So every one of us has got to fight. Fifteen years ago, I was in a coma. And I entered into a state of being brain dead. You know the story. I'm not going to tell it much. I'd entered into a state of being brain dead and non-responsive. Your pastor walked into my pulpit, spoke on God's hall of fame, and then he spoke on God will have a testimony. God used him as a this may stumble some, but who cares? As a prophet in the pulpit. Projecting impossibilities. Little did any of my family know that the doctors were going to harvest my organs. They were already making preparations to approach my family to harvest my organs. Those that are in the medical field knows how all of that happens. But let me just say this to you. God had a plan. The last 15 years, we've seen the dead raised. I'm going to go ahead and preach. We've seen the dead raised. We've seen little girl come out of a wheelchair and run all over a building. We've seen cancers delivered. Greatest of all, we've seen the transformation of souls. Last weekend, we baptized 35 people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just last weekend. You tell me, oh, one day the revival is going to happen, Brother Ron. It's happening now. No man is producing these things. No man can produce that. God himself, the mighty angel, is among us, even in this building. He's in this building now. He will not entrust this to a man to finish it. So he has come himself to finish this work. It is Jesus Christ in bride form. Sure, we're looking for the corporal return of Jesus Christ, but look around you. You are seeing his physical attributes on the earth right now that he thought of before the foundation of the world. What has he done to try to stop you? Let's just think about that just for a minute. How much energies that the enemy tries 
to stop you. Is this okay? I didn't look at my clock, so. Every one of you are a separate book. Every one of you. Every one of you are different. Every one of you have different things that you have to fight. Your fingerprints are different. Your eye prints are different. Even your blood is different. But every one of us came out of the book of eternal life that he thought of. And God had confidence, not in your flesh. Because you came through the hybrid of man, the fallen flesh of, of, of this dirt. But he placed something on the inside of you. That eternal gene seed of God that may have laid there dormant for decades. But one day, God rich in mercy, that seed came to life. And you could have been raised in the worst home in the world. But God ignited that seed. Okay. The woman at the well. And Jesus goes to her. And he even sends his disciples away because they'll be judgmental. And he goes to her and he spends an afternoon with her. (laughs) Of all of his busy schedule, he goes and gets one. But one turns into thousands. One turns into thousands. Go ahead, go ahead and stand up. Joshua. Joshua. I can't speak Belgianese. Won't you stand? One turns into thousands. One turns into thousands. Colby, stand up. Me? One turns into thousands. God knows what he's doing when he plants a seed. Hallelujah. I feel 10,000 volts up here on this stage. God knows what he's doing when he's igniting you, Wendell. Brother Wendell, he knowed what he was doing and all of hell was against you. But he knew when he was calling you to preach the gospel and he would raise your voice to preach the gospel. He'll still be calling. Maybe even the day of the rapture. We got work to do. Give me a, give me an oak tree. 
and he gives you an acre. Give me an apple tree, and he gives you a seed. He said, can you count? Can you count the apples, the bushels of apples in a seed? Think of an eternal God that's thinking about you. And from city to city to city, this message went. Tapes went, books went, the Bibles went, and it ignited your life. Hallelujah. You may be in your kitchen listening to the Word, and the Word is igniting you, and your little child is playing around. And they're listening to that. And listen, it's watching over them. Whether you realize it or not, there's an angel standing in your kitchen. for me. You can't see the other realm. Amram and Josabad were praying for it was the season of deliverance. They knew that the, the, the messenger had to come. It was a time for rapture. I'm sorry. Exodus. And he was praying, and he was up in the attic, and he was praying, and an angel came. He met him. He went back to work the next day, just like always. But he knew that he knew that he knew that he knew. He met an angel. And he and his wife had a child. They had other children, but this child was a special child. And there's a decree that was going out about the season of the time of the deliverer to come on the scene so male children would be killed. God's always, God's always had to fight with Satan because Satan's always trying to destroy the young seed. That's why he's trying to destroy you young people with every bombardment of every, every marketplace of hell, every internet of hell. He's trying to bomb your mind with unbelief. But if you can ever realize who you are, the baby came. And God asked them to do something that was beyond even thoughts. Take this baby that the angel said that you would have and put it in a certain type of made bushel and put it in a crocodile infested water. Listen to the prophet how he, how he tells it. You don't find this in the scripture. But listen at the seeing prophet as he looks at how it would take place. He's saying something about the protected seed that you are. He said, put him in that crocodile infested water. And he said, Gabriel, you come and stand on this this bushel basket and line up thousands of angels up and down the river. And and when a crocodile comes up against him, you you take your, your foot and push him back down and 
And when it gets to a whirlpool, whirlpool of life, you see that it gets out. That's how God does you. Maybe you can't see the angels that are protecting you. He kept you from that car wreck. He kept you from that drug addiction. He kept you from that porn habit. He kept you out of all that trouble. It was angels that were standing, guarding. said I'll be standing at the end there waiting on him when he arrives I don't know how it's all going to be written in my life but all I know is whether it's by the body change by that other way, he's going to be standing there waiting. Sister Rachel, and I don't want no regrets. I don't want to look back in my life with any regrets. Serving him. I'd hate to come to the end of my life and it become a stumbling block to somebody else. I'd hate for that one line to. Now I'm going to. Preach here just for a moment. Is this okay? What about the one line in your life? I won't be much longer now. Johnny, what about that one line in your life? You've lived, I don't know how old you are. How old are you, Johnny? 54. You've lived 54 years. How much? 64. You look good. (laughs) See me after church. (laughs) 64 years. And God's going to write one line about you. One line. I wouldn't want it to be out of my 64 years. I failed. I had a little dirty habit. 
I just couldn't give my all. I was constantly throwing rocks at my, my brothers and sisters. I attacked my pastor. I refused to pay my tithe. I wasn't a good daddy. I cheated on my husband. I wanted, I wanted to be said he was an overcomer. I don't know, I don't know. I, before I walked out of here this afternoon, I felt like my breath was getting ready to be taken out of my heart. I said, God, I feel like Paul writing Hebrews 11. God, help me to preach this sermon today. I don't want nobody to walk out of this building with an excuse. I want you to look deep in your heart and say, let me lay aside every weight. Every ounce of pride. If you've got to go to somebody and say, forgive me. If you've got to go to God and say, I repent. God, I repent. I, I, I'm sorry. I've made some mistakes. If you've got to go and tell your whole family, hey, I've been wrong here. But I'm too big for that, Brother Ron. Tell that in hell. Tell that in the tribulation period. But I'd rather get it fixed here. Brother Ron, but I'm jealous of that guy. I'm jealous of that guy. Jealousy as as the grave. At home, we have a team of preachers. Isn't that right, Brother Stephen? These guys can't be jealous of one another's ministry. You can't be, listen, when somebody else is carrying the ball, you got to block for them. What if God decides to sit beside of you in church just to listen to your amen? And it so happens to be the night that you're all mixed up in your moodiness and won't wash his feet. Brother Ron, are you got me in mind? No. No, that's the devil whispering in your ear. He's got you in mind. But since he's whispering, he's after you. So why don't you just put your foot on his head?
Abraham's, and I'll finish now. What are we for afraid about? Possess the gates. We have God's promise. We have his word. We have his Holy Spirit. The angels are camped about. Everything is in order. Every wall can be took down. It's already took down. The Son of God goes before us. His banners are a-waving. There's nothing can stand before, can stand in the way of a saint that's going to meet the promise of God. Death can't stop it. The grave can't stop it. The devil can't stop it. Let me just say, when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they ran. Cancer may be the world's champion, but our champion is unstoppable. Powerful statement. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the lands, on the grounds. We shall fight in the fields and fight in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. We will never surrender. We will fight for our families. We will fight for our children. We will fight for our healing. We will fight for our deliverance. We will fight for our joy. We will fight for our peace. We will fight for the Holy Ghost. We will fight for our body changed. We will fight till we're sitting at the marriage supper of the Lamb. We shall never give up. Hallelujah. 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 When I was in school, you can remain standing as the musicians come. We would run relay races, and the baton would be handed from one to another. And when the baton got handed into your hand, there was no excuses. There was only one goal in mind, to finish it. Sometimes the longer the race, the more our legs would get tired and our, our lungs would feel like it was going to blow out of our chest. But we had one goal in mind, not just to turn the corner. But at the end of that turn, we would begin to kick and our, our legs would begin to kick and we try to raise our legs higher and we would finish. We didn't want to stumble. We didn't want to roll and embarrass. We wanted to finish. And when we got to the end of the race and we crossed the line, it's then that you could fall and roll around on the ground. When the battle is over, we shall wear a crown. 
Expect to fight until we're finished. Expect every service when you walk in the enemy to attack you and blind your mind in every different direction. But you fight your way through that blurriness and through the fog of unbelief. And you say, God, I'm here tonight to get my portion. And I'm going to wash your feet tonight. Come by my pew. I need a text from you. Lord, I want a fresh, fresh and true drink. I want to bring that to you tonight. Now listen, I'm not interested in even how long you've been here. But sometimes we just need a renewal in our life. We just need a fresh drink. These meetings are more than protractive meetings. Every one of us here, and I, I got a news bulletin for you, all of us need more of him. All of us need more of him. All of us do. Your head, your, your hands lifted down say, Lord Jesus, fill me with the Holy Spirit like never before in my life. I don't want nothing to stand in my way. My tongue is a tongue that has the power of life and death in it. I want to speak life. I want to be responsible for speaking life. I don't want to speak doubt. I want to speak life. I want to speak courage. I want to speak faith. God, help me to take your word and let it live across my lips. Lord, set me on fire. Set my family on fire with the Holy Ghost. Set our church on fire like never before. Lord, don't let me miss anything. Holy Spirit, we feel you all through this building now. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We feel you all through this building right now as your wave after wave has come across. Lord Jesus, just now, oh God, I ask you, Lord, no matter where we're standing, how long we've been here, Father, let us lay aside every weight even now. As we see the finish line just in front of us, the end of the Gentile dispensation, Lord, don't let none of us. Get ourselves in the way. Feel us now. Feel us now with your spirit. Feel us now with your spirit. Just now. I know this is Thursday evening. Maybe you're standing here and say, Brother Ron, I'd just like to walk forward tonight and ask God to just feel my life like never before. I'd just like a renewal in this meeting. Just an exercise of faith. You'd just like to say, God, refill me. Renew me. Some things I want to fix. Let me just get it done right here tonight. I don't want to wait till Saturday or Sunday or even tomorrow night.
We're not looking to see whether you moved or not. God's looking. God's the one that's wanting to deal your heart. He's the one that's wanting to thrill you. Touch your heart. Maybe you're a sinner that needs Jesus. You just want to raise your hand to him just now. Hallelujah. 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 Brother Timothy, could we just sing a worship song just before we go to prayer? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's create an atmosphere for him just now.
Isaiah. He's came here for this meeting. You came a long way. You prayed for a night like this. You met him. Timothy was speaking. But he wants to fill your life like never before. And he's here to do that for you. You're standing on holy ground right now. You're standing on holy ground. Hallelujah. What an awesome God. In a few hours, this will be an empty building. But the King of Kings is in the Lord of the Lords has came to this moment now. And you're the reason why he's came. He's came for you. He wants to fill your life. He wants to do the work in your life just now. Where you're standing, won't you just reach out and say, Lord, fill me. You know what I'm going through. You know my circumstances. You know the pressures of my life. You know the darkness that is prevailing. But God, you're God. You got confidence in your seed. So I take you at your word tonight, what you thought of me. Now I ask you to fill my life with your presence, with the Zoe life, your own life, to live inside of me. I don't want to be an actor. I don't want to be an impersonator. Fill me tonight, Lord. Fill every fiber of my being. Holy Spirit, rain down in our lives. We lift our hands to you, Lord Jesus, and we repent, Father, for all wrongs and all mistakes and all failures. We lay it at your feet, the blood of Jesus Christ. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can heal my heart? What can heal my scars? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole, Father? Nothing but you. Saturate our being tonight. Sweep through us, Lord God. God, you are. 
stand in this building to witness what you're doing in this hour. More than a book, more than a tape. Hallelujah. We are the bride's revivals. As the song says, pour your spirit out on me. Saturate my soul. Saturate me. Change me tonight. Renew me tonight. Rekindle me tonight, Father. Stir me tonight. Lord God. Lord, if we're like Zacchaeus sitting at the table, look deep into our heart now. Don't leave us like we are. When you walk out of the room, may our lives be changed. May you never walk out of our hearts. We love you, Jesus. We love you. I love you with all my heart. I love you with my whole being. I love you. You're the one that makes us special. And I need you now. Pour your spirit out on me. Fall just like a river.